Hi, I'm Shanna Goodman. Welcome to On Track, where we'll be talking about the mindset and mechanics of pursuing purpose with your small business. Each week, we'll dive into practical, applicable steps so that you're always on track with creating something meaningful. Let's jump in. Hello, this is Shanna. Today, we are talking about an unlikely source of inspiration for pursuing purpose. Unlikely because I doubt this person thinks of himself as a small business owner, and I've never actually heard him use the words pursuing purpose, but it's definitely what I see in all of his work and what I know about him. Today, we're going to be talking about author David Sedaris. Recently, I've been on kind of a David Sedaris bender. I was on vacation a couple of months ago and saw an ad on Instagram for Masterclass. And specifically, the ad was for um, the David Sedaris Masterclass on Storytelling. I'd read a couple of his books, but it had been years. But I had actually recently taken a course on writing and copywriting from Laura Belgray, which she has an amazing copywriting course. I think it's called Inbox Hero. And she had mentioned her love for all things David Sedaris. So all of those things kind of made me uh, go ahead and click on that Instagram ad and um, join Masterclass so that I could could take the David Sedaris Masterclass. So I binged that in a few days and then checked out a few books from the library. And then I even looked and found um, some of his books at my local used bookstore. So in a very short amount of time, I went through, I think it was like 14 lectures on Masterclass of David Sedaris on storytelling. And I read his books, The Best of Me, Naked, Theft by Finding, Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim, and Me Talk Pretty One Day. So that's 14 classes on ma- or 14 lectures on Masterclass and five books. Now, um, one of them, The Best of Me, is actually um, a collection of uh, his best, most favorite stories from previous pu- uh, publications. But it didn't feel repetitive as I read those same stories in other books because it just um, it just sounded familiar because they were all just so great. The book Theft by Finding is actually actually a collection of his diaries from 1977 to 2002. If you plan on doing a deep dive on David Sedaris like I did, I would recommend reading some of his works and then reading his collection of diaries kind of last um, just because it gives you some insight on his mental state. Um, It was definitely obvious that throughout his writings um, based, you know, on his diary, his writing career has not been an easy one. I thoroughly enjoyed myself in reading all of these books and and watching this David Sedaris masterclass. I even found myself underlining really ridiculous phrases. I underlined brilliant laugh out loud descriptions. And I even read a full story or two out loud to my family, including including my two children, uh, who are nine and 13. And if you've ever read anything about David Sedaris, you probably know that his stuff isn't exactly family friendly. Um, and it, it wasn't exactly the story time I'd had in mind. Um, but it was really funny. And my, uh, my family really enjoyed it. Particularly when I read from the story naked, there is a line that I had underlined and just laughed and laughed. It was, it is inhumane to place a nudist on horseback the day after a chili cook-off. I agree wholeheartedly. And while it's not super family friendly, I kind of defended the language and the um, the interesting 
uh, topics as art. But I digress. In watching David Sedaris's masterclasses and then consuming those books in short order, I was just in awe at his dedication to art. So a little bit of background on David Sedaris, if you don't know who he is. He's an author. Um, Let's Explore Diabetes with Owls became an immediate bestseller. I think he has six or eight, six or eight full books. Um, his audio version of Let's Explore Diabetes with Owls is a Grammy Awards nominee for Best Spoken Word. He is the author of the New York Times bestselling collection of fables entitled Squirrel Seeks Chipmunk. And he was also the editor of Children Playing Before a Statue of Hercules, an anthology of outstanding stories. Sedaris's pieces appear regularly in The New Yorker and have twice been included in The Best American Essays. There are over 10 million copies of his books in print, and they have been translated into 25 languages. Um, You can find more information about David Sedaris and his books at davidsedarisbooks.com. Sedaris was born in Binghamton, New York in 1956. David moved to Raleigh, North Carolina with his family as a kid, and I believe his dad worked for IBM and had been relocated. And this is actually um, some pertinent information as you get into some of his short stories. He goes into some, some really funny detail about how he and his older siblings were, were very much, um, you know, screened for do not pick up a Southern accent, all of that sort of thing. And then his youngest brother, who was actually born in Raleigh, um, just came out of the womb a redneck, basically. But you'll have to read his stories on that. I think uh, particularly, you can't kill the rooster. My biggest takeaways from diving into all things David Sedaris was that he he didn't have a straight line path to success. He dabbled with drugs. His career did not take off, you know, his career did not take off as early as you might think even though he has, you know, six or eight really popular books out. He actually has spent a lot of time, decades even, with unemployment, sporadic temporary employment, with um, manual labor, so cleaning, moving, that sort of thing. Went to art school in Chicago. Come out of, straight out of school, straight out of college with ideas to become a published author in which he just, you know, created this career path that, he knocked out of the park. That's not how it happened. But what he did is he committed to writing consistently. He wrote daily. He didn't, he didn't wait and doesn't, he actually addresses this, I think in his masterclass, he doesn't wait until he has something profound to say. He writes daily, usually starting with his daily diaries. He did not wait to be amazing to start writing. He wrote for 12 to 15 years before anything was published. The compulsion to write was within him, and he just did it. He didn't have to be qualified. He didn't have to have something profound to say. He just wrote. Oftentimes, taking these kind of mundane experiences that he had throughout his day and just expanding or kind of extrapolating on what he observed. Also, a takeaway I had was that he brings all his imperfections to the table. He shines light on them, in fact. I tend to want to be perceived in a certain way and protect that, project that image. I think that's an Enneagram 3 thing. I'm an achiever and image is important to me. Not to David. Reading his books, you hear, 
daily drug use, not just weed, but also acid, mushrooms, cocaine, meth, all the hard stuff, and frequent random jobs. So he doesn't, you know, put off this this impression of, you know, this intellectual, serious author. He really just puts it all out there with all of the perfection, all of the imperfections you can imagine. Also, he ended his masterclass with encouragement. I believe his exact line was, if I can do it, you can do it, which I think is is always a little easy to say in hindsight, but I really believe it with David Sedaris because he took what he had and he made it into something great. Also, a takeaway was that Sedaris has no predisposed glamorous ending. Honestly, he seems as surprised as anyone about the success he's had. For some reason, I seem to think that if I create something, I have this idea of what it should look like, what it should do, and then I put it out into the world to, you know, immediate accolades. I don't know why I think this. It's it's not like that's a, you know, normal pattern for any human being, but for some reason that's just what I think should happen. But not Sedaris. He did not even pursue a publisher. He was on This American Life a few times, and a publisher reached out to him. Does that mean we shouldn't pursue publishing, like, because David Sedaris didn't? No, not at all. But it just goes to show, in my opinion, that if there is something deep within us and we keep at it, something will come of it. I saw a quote a couple of weeks ago that really resonated with me. I couldn't remember the exact phrasing or where it came from. So I rewrote it as, write your purpose in pen, your path in pencil. My purpose has never changed. It has always, since my early 20s, it has always been to help small business owners be successful in their own definition of success. My path has changed, and I used to think that maybe that meant failure because one particular path needed adapting in order to make something come from it. I now see that same adaptability as necessary for success because there's so much truth to that. The path can be written in pencil because the path is always changing. You're always going to take your purpose and you're going to apply it for what's going on in your life right now, how you can serve those people around you, and in a way that not only brings value to them, but makes a living for you. My last takeaway from my David Sedaris binge was that everything was an opportunity for a story. No matter what happened, anything that sucked, and believe me, there were quite a few opportunities for that to happen because he didn't have this bright, sunshiny existence. Um, You know, if something sucked, he's like, well, at least I could write about it. At least I can write about it. Nothing's lost. So no experience was squandered with David Sedaris because at least he could write about it. I think this is huge in terms of mindset. I think this idea that everything is an opportunity is brilliant. And I think it's something that in, you know, the self-help world, we always, you know, we always kind of say these things or we read these things that, you know, there is no failure. There is only data. There is, you know, as long as you, as long as you always get back up, it doesn't matter how many times you fell down, blah, blah, blah. But I really felt like um, David Sedaris just had this wonderful story of how he continuously pursued his passion, which was writing and storytelling. And he was able to create beautiful things out of 
experiences that weren't great, were not beautiful by any stretch of the imagination, and has created this career that, in hindsight, probably makes a little bit more sense than it did while it was happening. But just to imagine as, you know, as a 20-something, David Sedaris, you know, pursuing pursuing writing and, you know, meanwhile, helping people move or cleaning people's houses. And he just went at it. He just kept at it, knowing that or hoping that at some point, these writings would create something for him. So those are the biggest takeaways of what I have learned about pursuing purpose from David Sedaris. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to the website at ampednow.com for full show notes, ampdnow.com. There, you can sign up for regular tips to grow your small business, as well as access our wealth of resources to help keep you on track. I'll see you next week.